Hi, I'm Rebecca. And I'm Lindsay. And this is episode 13 of Ningyo Bingo. Where you keep collecting dolls. But never seem to win the game. Um, this is... Well, Becca, after having tried three times to do that opening, we finally nailed it. High five across the internet. Yes. (laughs) I I feel your digital digital love of, of your high five against my hand. Um, so, this is... A unique recording studio. Um, you guys might hear a slight more bit of echo than uh, you used to, but probably won't be that bad. But uh, currently, my bathroom, which was across the way from this room, uh, which used to be far too echoey to record in, is being renovated. Um, now, since the doors are directly adjacent from each other, it means that everything from that room that's convenient to have close by has ended up in this room. There is an upside to this situation, though, because um, we were just chatting about this before we started recording. Incidentally, having a room full of random crap does make wonderful dampeners for Echo. Yes, yes, it does. Uh, Unfortunately, all this random crap uh, involves a lot of power tools, a toilet, and a bathroom sink. It's not the most inspiring setting, but no. guys, guys, I have a solution if there isn't stuff in the room. I was saying, Becca just needs to own more dolls and put them everywhere, and that will perfectly dampen any echo, and it will totally be a business expense. Because this is a business? I don't think this is a business. No, if anything, it's a non-profit. Um, can you, can you <laughs> at the moment, like, considering, you know, I paid for out-of-pocket for hosting. Well, I have, we even have non-profits no make money. That's that's true. I mean, eventually, if we have, <laughs> if we have ads to cover server costs, that'd be kind of sweet if there's a little bit that more. That might not be bad. To cover um, research materials, that would be pretty neat. Um, yeah. So, so We'll think room, about it. <laughs> This room, which I have I have reclaimed for my own since my my uh, my roommate has moved out, I have put um, lovely IKEA corner shelf in the corner. It's called the I bar uh, like system where you can kind of did the I have things. two dots above it as a dialectical mark. I don't think this one did. It sounds like a guy's name. Like <laughs> I bar the terrible. I think they're all named after like actual things, like actual people names. The uh, they're the just toilet- Swedish. The toilet brush is named Bowman, so there's, there's all sorts of good ones. There's a lot of good ones. Oh, I love Ikea. But it is a perfect corner shelf, and if I recall, you have quite a few things in it right now. It, it, it has become mostly a doll shelf. The bottom shelf is all my uh, doll-related uh, books at the moment. Um, second shelf is just weird. That's just all my Mega Man Battle Network figures, because I have a butt tum and I wanted to display them. Uh, top shelf, I have Monster High. Second to top shelf, I have some miscellanea. Uh, but my Disney attraction Easters are standing there, as well as the two Dolphy that I have, um, created and customized. And right below that is my largest shelf, because these are fully customizable shelves, so you can kind of make them as short or as big or small as you need between them. Because unfortunately, um average bookshelf height when it's pre-made that's 12 inches and we all know our dolls are not 12 inches uh, <laughs> unless we're in the mini mini stage no right. 44 at the smallest right but sitting right in front of me staring at me as i'm recording is my um 
MSDF21 Maya and my SDF30 uh, Orion. And they are, of course, from the Volk's uh, full choice system. Um, ah, yes. I had a very brief opportunity to... I was thinking so hard. I was really thinking about doing full choice system when I was living in Japan a few years ago. And I kept on talking myself out of it. And now I'm like, Lindsay, you should have done it while you had great positive income. Yeah, you you done goofed. Um. <laughs> I done goofed so bad, guys. And we're going to tell you today why exactly I did done goofed. So, so hard. Um... So yeah, so they're they're sitting in front of me, and these dolls are kind of unique. There's other systems in the world where you can customize your dolls. I think Zoom and Eiffel House have monthly order periods occasionally. Where um, you can... Fairyland always allows you to choose like bus size, head combo kind of thing. Yeah, they call it including my skin choice. color. My choice, and Let's also does the same thing with a similar wording as Let's and Fairyland are always sort of echoing each other one way or another. Yes. Um, <laughs> Whether is, we like it or not. Folks is unique in having uh, brick and mortar spots that you can actually go into, and almost like you're going into a beauty salon or a beautician and saying, I want my face to look like this, I want my hair to look like this. That's what you say to... The person that you're giving your order to um and which is to say your doll is more than just a, a click of a menu on uh, an internet order form uh, you also have the ability to give it specific instructions and colors and things to the eyes hair everything else as opposed to the other online systems in which case you're just filling out essentially a, an internet form, a web a form on your web browser. Um, Basically, um, if you take yourself to Lutz or to Fairyland or to Eiffel House and you do a doll order, usually you're choosing a combination. You, the heads, you pretty much everyone gives you a choice of heads. You get to choose, do you want the standard makeup or not? Yes or no. And you don't have any control in these typical systems over what eyes or hair you get unless you buy them separately, but they may throw in some random ones for you. And they may give you options for seam line removal, maybe not, but they're all very binary. Do you want this? Do you want this? Choices. Yes. And it has... You, need, you can start there from imagining how full choice system works with Volks, but the full choice system with Volks is much more personal in the way that they want you to do it and the way that it presents itself and the process in general. And this process has changed significantly over the course of Volks Volksian. <laughs> Sounds like I'm trying to say a Star Trek like creature name, but I don't know if there's any close to that, but I don't know. My husband will let me know later. Um <laughs> but like a Volksian um experience. They're very invested in a very specific experience about full choice system, which is something that they do very specifically. I think they're one of the first doll companies who've even approached this kind of process. Yeah, especially this process with a, a brick and mortar store and working with a person directly to, to work on it. Yeah, most doll companies can't afford a brick and mortar store. There's a reason why they're all mail order online website people. 
have paying for space a store space is extraordinarily expensive and these people are usually running on a pretty tight budget to begin with and you can do things like well like you would usually do if you sent your uh doll's head out to be painted to a, a customizer or a face-up artist you can send pictures and you can send um say i want it to look like Yuri from Yuri on Ice, or like Yuri O, because <laughs> I like. Now I, we know what Becca's been watching recently. Oh my god, the last, <laughs> the last three episodes. Like I felt like I had a feel for this series, and I was pretty on board. And the last three episodes just had me going, "Why?" <laughs> it kind of <laughs> felt like they had to end it, so they just kind of like. They, like, turned off that nice little peaceful highway they were on, and they turned onto the side road with a jug handle, and I don't know what's going on. You're just being jostled around and thrown around. Uh, My understanding, while we're on this tangent, is that they had, like, an ending in mind, and then they realized in those last few episodes, wait, we're popular enough, we might get a second season. So they had to end the narrative in a way that would allow for continuation of the narrative kind of last minute is the understanding I had, because they did not expect it to be popular at all. Yeah, I I wouldn't think... Most sports anime don't get that popular, and this was a weird combination of a sports anime and, like, yaoi, in a way, so... Well, I wouldn't go quite so far into that genre. It's definitely uh, boy love? BL. Boy love. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Whatever, like, these I days, anyway... Yeah, the one is hardcore. <laughs> one is not is the distinction as i understand it yeah but, um i think bl is the more popular term these days for genre in japanese um so now that our tangent is aside it's important to note <laughs> that there wasn't always the need to have a, a company or even uh, a face-up artist have your doll be put together so full custom well, service why don't we really why don't we really exist. explain what full fcs is I, I th- from start to finish like an overview um so quite simply it is a custom order that you do with folks uh for the most part in person we'll get to the exception uh, in uh Within the hour. Oh. Um. <laughs> It'll be a little bit, because we have a lot of information we want to share with you about Full Choice System, because it's fairly mysterious and hard to find, centrally put information about. Um, but while cho- choosing your doll, uh, you choose the wig's color, the wig's style, the head, the eyes, both the color and the size. Um, if you're um doll is a fairy type head mold which is a few of them not many um you can choose which detachable ears to attach you can choose your body for the females you usually have bust sizes uh for the males there's now some options with a different amount of tones you can choose your arms because there's now options with double jointed arms you can choose your hands and legs and feet you can also choose um a welcoming outfit to bring them home in, whether you want their steam lines to be sanded and removed, whether you want suading with actual um, suede pilver, you can choose whether you want the eyes glued in or not. You can choose what eyelashes you want. And finally, you can choose exactly and describe exactly 
how you want their face to be painted. This is the part that I think really sets apart Full Choice System, despite all the other things that sets it apart from other companies and how they conduct themselves, is this custom face-up thing that they do where it's, you can go down to the minutia of where the beauty marks are on the face. They didn't use As to well as, like, the those. color tones. It was hmm? interesting. They didn't used to paint beauty marks. They did, um, I guess they thought they would do it wrong or not quite in the right spot or something like that. I think Or it didn't, like, fulfill their aesthetic. Yes. They've had guidelines about it, and they've changed how they do this and the full choice system entirely multiple times. But at its base level, you can, dis- to the granular, most granular level, they wish to have give you control over what's being made between you and the company. And today, the full choice system has, at current counts, at least 70 different head molds that you can choose from. Well, just 70, well, okay. The, per size, there's at least 50 to 70 Right. different head molds you can choose from that there's also hands that are only like there are doll parts like hands and, and heads feet. and feet that can only be gotten be received gotten is weird be received <laughs> uh through this service um it's important to note while while um on the super dolphy head molds uh, uh which are shared by the um SD10s, girls and boys, SD13 girls and boys, SDGR boys, and... SD graffiti girls. Um, no, they are, they are not included in the full custom service options. Oh, well, yeah, but they, they size-wise, they would also. Yes, you could, you could hybrid them. And, and uh, the SD16s. Yes, occasionally SD16s, which we'll go into the why that's occasionally. Uh, they're all shared, but it's important to note while there's 73 head molds that were created, a lot have been discontinued and have different sorts of availability. Um, Though the numbering, I think, shifts when they no, when they, they retire someone, don't they? No, it doesn't actually. Interestingly, um, they did one number shift a long time ago. I think. Oh right, when they like retired some and then moved some others somewhere else. It was basically the when they did line. this big revamp. So when they went to the, I think it was the new skin. Um, basically the pure skin, um, yeah, the, the, the UV, um, cut one, um, right, they actually right. remade a whole bunch of the molds and re-sculpted them, and at that point- Oh, because they were probably, at that time, they've been running with some older technology molds and urethanes probably for a long time. They probably didn't have the ability to really make those sculpts properly anymore anyway so that was the one time they actually renumbered them um so okay then, when they retire it they simply retire the number it's like oh okay. it's almost That's like a, a lot it's almost like a baseball team or a football team when somebody's really awesome that goes away nobody else uses that number yeah the number's <laughs> retired forever that does make more sense because I recall when the, when this number change happened is that's why sometimes if you're looking at people who own Volks, especially if they own older Volks, they might mention two numbers yes, for um, the head sculpt that they're talking about and they'll say old blank blank and that's coming from that time period around 2005? Yeah, um, I, I think it was actually, no, no, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. Um, I feel like it was that era yeah <laughs> my brain is not good at times but sometimes i'm not sometimes i get it uh, th- but this... like full choice is sort of a mysterious thing 
that you might hear about when Volk's people are talking about them. And there's restrictions nowadays that have changed over time about who can actually do full choice system. And we're going to get into that in a minute. Yes. But I think we might want to start back where Rebecca was a few moments ago with where did this, like, this is a pretty intense system with a lot of mythos baked into it about the company sort of culture that folks and the image that folks is trying to create for themselves as part of what you're buying when you buy a folks product. You're also <laughs> buying their image. But it wasn't always this way, and there's a reason it came, folks is one of the few first people who kind of went in this direction, and there's a lot of other things that involved to make this system the sort of complex, mysterious thing it is. Yes, so, um, basically, before there was full custom service, um, you bought your pieces kind of piecemeal from folks. You got your body... Um, of course, there wasn't as many options then. Uh, you got your head, I think. There weren't even boys, really. I think for the head, um, I have a picture from circa, um, 2000. Uh, there was 15 numbered heads in this picture, and that was it. (gasps) Um, of course, these numbers will not correspond with, uh, current, uh, numbers. They are the old numbering system. Um... Then... Oh, just to be clear to anyone who isn't familiar with this, the numbering system goes FCS dash SD MD or some signifier for the size that the head is meant for dash and then a two digit number. Yes. Um, as going back to the other uh, thought about how many there are for Mini Super Dolphy, uh, there is now 49 models, sculpts that have been created, but of course many have been discontinued. Um, so. At this time, this, like we mentioned in our uh, Volk's History episode, definitely a good listen. Uh, kind of a lot of long, a lot of, a lot of long, a very quite long. <laughs> it's but, early, friend, listener. It's early for both of us, and I don't think Becca's had breakfast yet. Um, no, I've had this stuff called Pero, which is like a coffee alternative, which is not caffeinated but tastes roasty and delicious. I highly recommend it if coffee causes your intestines to tie in a knot. Um, Anyway, so um, at the time we were coming out of a hobby that was essentially the garage kit hobby. In the garage kit hobby, it was assumed that the consumer, that the purchaser, that the hobbyist would be the one finishing off the doll. And it was sort of like part and parcel with what those hobbyists wanted as well, like their target demographic of hob- like the hobbyists that would be into this. These are people who like that. Yes, and so as they went forward and they got more popular and people from other hobbies got into this the demand changed and folks said well we could continue to just sell these things part by part or we could expand our business and instead of people sending it to other people face-up artists finishers and things to have them finish the models we could do it for them Um, And it also gave an opportunity from them to broaden the base of customer that they were welcoming into this customization kind of thinking style of hobby, because there is a barrier if you'd rely on your customer's level of skill to become, to gateway into the process. Yeah, especially as the internet was more and more readily available, faster download seeds, you don't want most of what people are looking at for your um your models and your dolls to be 
amateur paintings and amateur face-ups, you want them to be able to see beautiful ones. Um, of course, folks... I think this is a really important thing you've just mentioned here, Becca, because that is one thing that Volks is very stringent about, is they do not like giving an item that they've made to a customer in the Dolphy part of their business without a face-up. I can't no. well, think they... of any time when they want, like doing that these days, ever. Even the standard models, even though it's a standard face-up, they come with a face-up baseline. There is an exception to this, and we'll get to that. Um, uh, there's two exceptions. Uh, I'll say the first one initially, and that is for the school heads. Um, we'll get to the other one for full custom, uh, full choice service system. Full choice system. I knew I was going to do this. Full custom. It is system. a very no. confusing series of words full that easily trip you up. System. Full choice system is yes. Full system service. service is no. Um, anyway, so <laughs> school heads are by necessity sold blank, um, pre-washed, so that you can start to um, paint on them. Uh, they're called they... school heads because they're literally the head sculpts that you buy if you attend one of the Volks workshops that teach you how to do face-ups. And that's the only time that they sell them. Um, so, And even then, it's at a thing that they're running and telling you how to do things, and by the end of the day, that head should be painted because it's the head you are painting. Yeah, that being said, some of the face-ups that go on those heads are definitely not, like, at least in the initial run. <laughs> they're they're not... The uh. <laughs> I had the opportunity to, to paint um, a school D head, and <laughs> your, fir your first time better. is definitely your first time. It's not going to be perfect. Few things in life are. Yeah, but, but um, oh, shucks, where were we? We were talking about... <laughs> this is what happens when I'm more awake than Becca, because then I can quickly go off on a tangent and come back. But then I confuse you, I think. <laughs> it's okay. So you we were talking about why they started this. So Yeah, were... why do we have this, and where did it come from, and how did it evolve over time? So, so as far as publications were concerned, and where people could see these, um, they had, I think, a maybe... Maybe a web presence by them. I'm not sure, but they. Still I would imagine them. they had a basic one, but do remember, friends, that in the 90s and early 2000s, the internet was not the internet as we know it today in 2017. No, and but so primarily we had Volks News and Volks, um, which I'm not sure of the initial publication date of. It's an interesting fact to kind of look into, and also they had their newsletters, which were their primary publications. Despite all this. Their company grew, and on uh, December 23rd of 2001, their first real um, Super Dolphy dedicated store, Shinjuku Alta, which was their first Sumika. Oh, um, I remember Alta. Was created um, and opened. Um, with the opening. <laughs> and we're going to find out why I said I remember Alta. <laughs> with the with the opening of this store there were several things introduced uh, one was the mini super dolphy fairy types which have ears ranging uh, exchangeable ears ranging from uh, cat to robot to wings um, uh, only recently did they actually introduce a human option um, I think 2000 and 11 circa plus or minus a year um it was definitely after i had gotten back from japan 
Um, yeah. And with the opening of the store also came one-offs, which is a whole separate episode, of probably, at least half an episode. I would love to talk about the one-off and limited edition method that Volks uses, because I think it's really interesting, and everything Volks does affects everything else the rest of the doll hobby does. So it's worth looking at what they do, because it's usually a reaction to everyone else, or everyone else has a reaction to it. But most pertinent to this episode is they introduce their full-choice system. Um, from now on, I'm probably just going to call this FCS, because that means I can't mess it up. Also, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> also, colloquially, that is what the doll hobby calls it, FCS. Um, yeah, I mean, just like most other people's languages, when something's really long and hard to say, we're going to turn into an acronym, because to heck with that. So, that's when it started, and it was started because their customer base changed, and they their business grew, and um, because of all of this, uh, they were able to expand their company um, and introduce oh. a new service. One thing about Alta that I think is interesting to note at this point in Volksian history is Alta wasn't just about the dolls. It was a general Volk store that also had the dolls in it. I remember from the time we were able to visit, it had their other model lines as well, and their other hobbyist lines present. So this first store at Alta is, was for all of the Volksian things, not just the dolls, which is a specialization that's going to come later as they're expanding just the doll section of their business. Um, so there has been many stores that have been opened and many that have been closed. Um, notably, for anybody listening to this podcast, you might be in North America and you might be uh, keen on the fact that the Los Angeles Sumika has closed. It opened in November of 2005 and closed in March of 2014. It um, was one of the only two international like. I think it takes, it's worth mentioning, for those who aren't familiar with Volk's terms, what do we mean by sumica versus other terms we're going to use today? A sumica is, tenshi no sumica, is kind of translate to a place where, the, where angels kind of live, hang out, a different kind of live than other names, and a tenshi no sumica designates a certain type of Volk store that specializes in a way not always entirely specializes in Volk's dolls. Yes. And they have certain guidelines and things they can do in regards to full choice system that is different from two other terms that we're going to be mentioning, Tenshi no Sato and Tenshi no Mado. And we'll get to, we'll explain what oh. Sato and Mado are when we get there, but just to put it in the mind of the listener now, Sumika is a more limited experience sometimes than Sato. Sato and Mado are very special places. Yes. But in um, Sumika, you can do FCS, and they have options available for you, but sometimes they're limited compared to other things. This will become clear, I swear. Okay, so the other international Seoul, uh, store is in Seoul, Korea. Um, which is, other than the U.S. store, was the only other uh, brick-and-mortar location outside of Japan. Most of the locations in Japan that have since closed, I believe, were centered in Tokyo. Um, they had a large number of them popping up at one point, and then they retracted that. Yes, uh, circa 2008, actually. I think they had their 10th anniversary. Uh, almost similar to uh, a monk's journey uh, to different um, shrines. 
uh, where you get your passbook stamped. They actually had a sheet that you could print out with a map of Japan. And I and my husband, my husband and I, English, uh, went through, <laughs> um, went through Tokyo and actually received stamps on in the little stamp location at East Location. And the stamps were based upon uh, Komame, which is a black cat uh, mascot that Volks has for Super Dolphy. And the cat looked different for each location. For example, I think the Sendai one had the, um, oh shucks, it was the Warlord's helmet. I'm forgetting which Warlord it is. Um, but you get it's the probably, idea. probably, I think I know what you mean. The, the one with like the moon-shaped um, yeah, symbol on the front. That's yeah. like catty corner, yeah. so it's like half, half. Uh, it, it's it's not it's like a crescent moon. Yes, crescent moon. That one. That one. Yeah. Um, so current Sumika locations: Sapporo, Sendai, Utsunomiya, Funabashi, Akihabara, Yokohama, Nagoya. Uh, Osaka, Kobe, Hiroshima, and Fukuoka. Actually, you know how a moment ago, Becca, you were mentioning a priest on a mission visiting temples one by one, and this is a thing you can do, and this is a very common thing in Japan, is that when that some people, either if you want to visit every major mountain in Japan, or every major temple in Japan, there's a pamphlet or a book you can have, and almost all major locations have an area when you get there, they have this stamp you can use. Yes. Where you, like, there's an ink and a literal stamp, and you stamp it, and the stamp is unique to that location, and certain people collect them, or they use them to kind of mark their passage, and depending on what they're doing, it may be sort of a modern-day pilgrimage for them. But the Sumikas that you're talking about, because I was recently looking at a map of them, because I'm like, wait, I remember vaguely where these places are. I should probably know what they look like. Are on what used to be a major pilgrimage road through Japan. Oh, that's Which, funny. because it was used so frequently, it is a modern-day major intercountry highway. Huh, which just happens to have, because the shrines were there, it created trade routes. Because trade routes were there, it created places for people to live. Because it created places for people to live, it created cities. And it was such a major pilgrimage road that it became, we're going briefly into Japanese history land, welcome, Uh, (laughs) welcome to this place. Um, It was such a major pilgrimage to go from this temple to temple to temple that there were stops along the way. Like, think of the, the mythology and the imagery of Route 66 in America. And that's very simple. If you transfer that back into when we didn't have cars, that's the image of the Joban in um, sort of Japanese history. And people would honestly have things just for the travelers, for the pilgrimage people. Like, they would say, you can stay here. You can have this food. They handed it to them on the streets as they passed by, especially since there was usually peak seasons for the pilgrimage, because a lot of them, um, some of the pilgrimages, they had where it culminated in the new year or certain holidays. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. It's sort of incidental because this also happens to sync up with all, like, most of the major cities on the eastern coast of Japan because history and things. But it is a kind of a fun parallel 
with especially because of 10th anniversary, they're like, now let's do the thing, the tourist thing, which is you have the book and then you have your stamps. <laughs> I think the two that I missed were, um, I don't know if Sapporo existed then, but I definitely missed Korea and I missed LA. <laughs> I think I got oh. every single one in Tokyo. Japan. The, yes. In Tokyo. I think you did. I remember helping you find some of them yeah. when we were both happened to be there as students. Sapporo is definitely a newer one, so I don't think. But anyway, we've gotten off on this horrendous tangent. So but let's... the point is, is that there are sumaka throughout Japan on the eastern coastline, and, and in mostly in very major city locations. But there's more than one of them. <laughs> yes. Um, also, there is Tenchi no Sato and Tenchi no Mado. Tenchi no now, Sato. These are special. <laughs> yeah, Tenchi no Sato is close to where the original store Volk store was in Kyoto uh, Tenshi no Mado used to be a sumika but it kind of moved I heard a, almost approximately across the street or something into a new location and is in Harajuku um, the... so um, I think it's it's interesting to mention what these terms mean because it's going to help you remember why they're special Tenshi no Mado is in a very out-of-place building for where it is on the main drag of Harajuku. It almost looks like it has Roman architecture looking from the front, Roman Victorian, it's or like that Victorianness where they like, borrow from the Romans, where it has It's huge... like this special building all yeah. by itself in this very dead kind of little blob of residential district right behind the main Omotesando drag. And it interestingly and, has these huge windows that are, are on either side of the window. Um, they have these like the pillars, building. almost like Greco-Victorian kind of things. Like, the big it's arched very, windows. very like English, it's like villa-like, like Italian yeah. villa feeling, which is not anything like the residential square buildings around it. It's its own separate building, and when you go into there, it's like you're really going into a very curated, aesthetically curated curated place, even more so than most sumika are. And um, Tenshi no model translates to the window of the angels, Tenshi being angels, and Tenshi is a angel is like a word they use a lot. Yes. So it's like a window into the world of where the where the angels slash the the, the mythos of the dolls live. Yes. And uh the, the outside, the facade, um uh, in addition to the windows, uh, everything else is painted white. So it really it's does like have this windows creamy and look, white. It has an windows and it looks angelic. Um, and to contrast with that, we have Tenshi no Sato. And Sato is like, has been built up in the mythos of the company as the home of where the angels are. And Sato, which is a phrase you'll see in English, like where the angels, like, Phrases like that appear in English in their materials. Where the angels and Sato, live. Sato is a term that is hard to translate because it is somewhat referring to a culturally specific thing. Oh. But a Sato is... It's a wilderness area that is curated by the villages around it, almost like you would curate farmland. Oh. Cool. And Sato kind of refers to... It both refers to uh, like it, it as a as a like a home as like a place where people dwell, but also that image of a very old style of living. Huh. 
And, um, I know this because I live next to Asatoyama, which is um, a, a that which is one of those, <laughs> the thing I just described. So Tenchi no Sato is unique in that um, it, it includes I think a three or four story building which is very modern, but then in the back of the building there is um, actually like a tea house and things like that and a, a Japanese a beautiful style curated garden. garden. Yeah, it's just very incredible to walk through. Um, Tenchi no Sato itself, uh, in addition to the full custom services on the, I think, bottommost floor, in addition to their um, store there, also has a small cafe with tiny it's little chairs cute. that your doll can sit in while you're there. Um, I think one of the upper decks also had chairs for you and your dolls to sit in and lounge. Do the um, windows look out on the garden in the back? They do. Uh, I think also. Oh, it's a beautiful place. Yeah, and then the... Um, there's actually a full, um, Super Dolphy Museum there, I think showing approximately one of each of all of their, uh, standard models and limited, uh, models that they have released. Um, which is really, really cool to look at, especially the earlier ones, because you don't get to see the earlier ones in person. Uh, Obviously they're, they're being behind glass. And interestingly, of all Tenchi no Sato Mado and Sumika locations is they frown upon uh, two main things. They frown upon photography on the inside, with the exception of the welcoming ceremony, which I'll get to in a moment. And yeah, you're, perhaps... you walk into any of these stores, there are distinct signs, no photography. Yes, and there's also um, a, maybe if there's like a section set up to take a picture with your doll, then that's okay. There's usually a specific setup. I remember I went to There's one going and... to be a satsuekai a, a thing for um, photographs somewhere in a corner. Yes. And sometimes you'll see people doing it when you walk in. Yes. I went... I think it was when I went to the Sendai one with my professor in Japan. Um, he, he and I took pictures of our MSDs there. Um, yeah. It was quite charming because it's... my girl was a cat girl and yeah. his girl was a ghost girl. In like this oh, no. crazy Edwardian like custom made Victorian outfit. I don't know. It was because he's cool. amazing. Yeah. So so it was kind of <laughs> funny because she was sitting on a bench and then the ghost girl like kind of popped up from behind. So he kind of did like a sequence of photos of like first the first Maya being, my like, girl haunted. was like all scared and then they like started talking and like things yeah. like that. And you you could see like because it's like that childish like innocence of oh gosh it's a ghost. So how are you? <laughs> What's it like being and a ghost? Like, <laughs> like we're going on quite a sumika tangent right now, but there's a lot about what we're talking about, how curated these are. And actually, Becca, why don't you go ahead and tell us the second thing they frowned upon in a Volk store before we go too far off on a different tangent in the tangent. So on all, <laughs> pretty much all Volk specific events, including, uh, um, oh my gosh, blanking on the Volk specific events and uh bulk stores it is frowned upon bringing in um dolls that are not made by volks they have a very strong desire to curate very specifically the experience you have when you walk into either a store or an event run by volks they're trying to create sort of it's almost like they're trying to sell you not just entry into like owning an object, but they're trying to also sell you the mythos of Volks 
and to invest you very deeply and very specifically in the Volk's aesthetic and sort of mentality and culture. They're selling you culture as much as they are selling you product. I feel like once you have a Volk's doll, it feels like you've become part of a tribe. (laughs) Yes, it's like the object becomes your gateway into a sort of a group. Social tribe. Social group, yeah, social tribe. Or you've entered into a special thing that not everyone can do. Which, which, Which... um, which hits on something where you said this before we started recording, uh, which I thought was a very interesting statement. And we've, I think this is the, the Sumori, the, 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 the root behind the intention, it, um, where you said it is my goal to own a Volkstall. One Volkstall. Yeah. Is this the reason why you think it is? Do you feel like you're excluded from this tribe? I think it's more that Volks is, always, for me as a personal person. As a personal person? That's a <laughs> as an individual. Funny. As an individual, thanks. <laughs> we are winning it with our phrases today. Oh boy, yes. Um, as an individual, for me, it there is a part of that mystique to it, but also when I first entered into the hobby, Volks was such a big part of what the hobby was for me that first drew me in. And I have this weird relationship with Volks aesthetic where... If I see pictures of dolls on the internet that are Volks, I get very shruggy about it. Like, I don't really... Like, a lot of the Volks aesthetic isn't my preferred general life aesthetic. And I get very shruggy about it. Volks aesthetic is is shifting It's shifted. Yeah, but when I see them in person, I fall in love with the damn things. (laughs) Like, anytime I see one in person because the mastery and like the sculpture and the artistic like the artistic love that goes into them especially the limiteds are like right up a lot of things i believe about artistry and supporting that and things i just really want one okay my general goal in life is to buy because all my all my dolls are secondhand right now um except for one is like a full artist vision doll complete entirely unit yeah and it's really and volks is like yeah it's really volks is like the top of that (laughs) um because they volks is that (laughs) yeah um so continuing on things that are unique about tenshi no sato and tenshi no mato is certain sculpts are unique to there and in fact the pattern that they seem to follow as I do um, research for Neo Angel then, um, is that they typically introduce a new sculpt being a Tenshi no Sato or Sato in Mado exclusive. And then later, if it's popular enough, people demand it, etc., they make it available to all full custom, dang it, FCS locations. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just just stick with FCS. There's no way we can go wrong. We have a method. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh. so that tends to be the pattern of it. In addition to head molds, there's hands that are unique to there. There is wig colors and sometimes I think even eye colors that are unique to those locations. Um, oh, I don't think I mentioned this before, but the eyes that are uh, you can order with the dolls are glass eyes um, that are made by Volks or... It's Zokemura, um brand, which is a Volks brand, a uh, right. company brand. 
um, oh. which are considered technically considered, or at least once had a very good uh, like a uh, reputation as a very high quality glass eye. Though I don't know if that reputation has stood up as well as other companies have managed to like make an equally quality product product yes other people have uh now jumped to the demand for because the demand for other dolls has increased and in addition the silicone option for eyes um a lot of people have been uh very much uh interested in those oddly yeah. enough um oh my gosh tangent city but uh for my <laughs> um i got a default set of dark purple eyes but they were just so dark i couldn't they kind of got lost but right. the eyes I fell in love with for her are a pair of acrylic pink eyes with, with this, I don't know, they, you can see exactly where she's looking, she looks intense, um, the the reddish pink of the eyes matches her hair very well, so it just yeah. ended up better. Um, <laughs> it all depends on the aesthetic and the rest of things going on, like with any piece. Yes, so something very unique to Tenshi no Sato is you can have what's called a omukai ceremony which is a welcoming ceremony um during this ceremony um your doll lies beneath uh the mother sd which is actually i think it is just like a large sculpt of an angel um and surrounded by uh small tenshi which are small little angel dolls of varying sizes and they do this wonderful little ceremony where they talk about breathing life into your doll creating another yourself and at the end of it uh you i believe you blow out the candle kind of mm -hmm. out, blow out the candle towards your doll kind of putting a part of yourself into them um which is a wonderful ceremony and definitely will help a doll bond uh, you're never gonna forget that ever there's been a few um english um speaking fans that have gotten this ceremony performed um but it's getting harder and harder to order full custom service for people that do not live in japan yeah. um other alternate ways there's the um i think it's also worth mentioning that full choice system considering how bespoke the system is has a running time about two to three months depending on volume from when you place your order to when you receive the doll and there's two ways you can receive your doll. One is for the majority of people by mail. It will, when finished, it is mailed to you. And the other way is to schedule an Obokai um, service if you would like to have one. Though they only do those at Sato, and I think Mado also allows you to do them. Okay. But the Sumika don't allow you to do them because they don't have the space, space. for it. <laughs> yeah. Um. And it's sort of a very. Ugh. It's very Volksian to have the Omukai service, but you can understand how it only really works as an experience when you're within the greater setting of the curated experience of walking into the Volks sort of place and feeling like you've moved into like a different space that is not quite the one that you were in standing outside the doors a moment ago, which is something that they're kind of invested in yes. with their customer base. I, I remember the area in which they did it in um, Tenshi no Sato, and it was a dimly lit area. I think there was chairs on either side. It, it had a church feel. Um, they really curated the whole thing, almost like Disney-like. They did theming. They did theming. Um, so it's, you're I entering think Disney's the... a really great comparison point because Disney, 
as an entity is similarly very invested in selling you like at their theme parks an experience more than a product. Yes. So the products are by are a byproduct and they certainly love it when you buy those too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like the way that they kind of they want like there's always very distinctly in Disney product stuff about their parks like go into a different world that is a specifically curated experience and Volks does the exact same thing. So, speaking of this curation, um one of the things they want is the actual person that's going to receive the doll to order the doll. They're um, very invested in that for a multitude of reasons. Um, number one of which is customer service. Um, they, If the person who's ordering it is relaying the information to the person who's writing down the details, you're more likely to get um, an accurate order that makes the customers more satisfied than if you're playing a game of telephone. But because they have determined that uh, especially as the Sumika in Korea was opened and the Sumika in LA was opened, what they did is they actually said, if you're in Japan and ordering this, you need to both, at this point, have a Japanese address to send it to that is your own address. A personal means, address. Which means if That can be verified. If you're living in Japan for three to six months, i.e. the waiting period, that works. But otherwise, technically, Volk says, you're not supposed to order this from us. What happens then is because there is demand is that there is ordering services, which Volk's also frowns upon. They also They are very strict about it these days. Like, they're very overt about not wanting that. Like, because a few years ago... Which is more than a few years ago now. I'm saying a few years ago because it feels like a few years ago, but it wasn't because I'm old. Um, I'm not that old. Uh, they, these days, are very clear and straightforward in at least the Japanese instructions that you are not to use, like, ordering services, and we are not okay with that. Yes. I don't think there's a way they can outright prevent you, but there's a very strong censoring feeling about that process. And they've also made it harder to do that because when you go there to, like, order a doll, you have to, like, prove that this is your address. Like, you have to have, like, your driver's license or something similar. A student like, this ID. is my address. This is actually mine. I think I used um, my student ID. Even though I used my... I, I told them I was using my, my professor's address because his mailbox was bigger. Uh, I, yeah. <laughs> I was, like... I, I wrote down my address and I'm saying I'm currently a student in Japan. I live Jam. here. Uh, at this yes. point, they now they said very clearly on the website that the address has to match your own. So I don't think I could have even done you, no, that. No, you got sort of slid in before they got a little bit more hard about it. Yeah. And there is also a background of Volks being wary about recasting. Yes. Above their products. And that's the other side of it because they want this to... They, they're trying their best to, oh, like sideways not overtly but like subtly make the point that only our actual customers can buy these right because there is a large demand outside of japan for the certain head sculpts and the body things that you can only get through full choice system if you're invested in volks as a doll company and if it's and if it's your dream doll and you're if you're in love with a sculpt 
you're sometimes you're probably gonna, make decisions. <laughs> you're probably going to pay the amount, which is an extra amount to the person who's doing this service for you and going to buy it. You're probably going to pay that, and Volks is missing out, unfortunately. Um, and they they're very protective of what they're doing because the doll hobby, especially these days, is so like deeply closely in competition with itself as yeah. well. Um. So, so you can imagine that as a person who does not live in Japan, if you really are invested and really interested in the full choice system, you're kind of shit out of luck, to excuse my French. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, for other than Korea, and for North America, since the, um, since the Los Angeles Sumika closed in 2014, uh, we haven't had one where we could do a real... I'm going to call this the real full choice system. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. Because instead, we got this different breed, which lost launched very shortly after, and uh, when this episode releases, will be the first um, month this year, uh, 2017 April, that the this is available this year, which is the online full choice system. Now this system and this is a oh. <laughs> Both of us were like, and now let's tell you something about it, and we ran into each other. Okay. Go ahead, Becca. Okay, so this system is similar to what we were describing at the top of the episode, where we were describing what other companies have. It's a it's a click choice, um, binary choices, not a lot of wiggle room. Yes. Now that being said, some of the the options they have given, I think, have actually been um, Sato only and things like that. Um, yes. So, um, one of the things that is going on with the American online full choice system is because we don't have access anymore in most ways possible to the full choice system in Japan, they're trying to offer the most sort of popular things, I think, yeah. to us. And it's very important, I think, to make clear, you don't get to choose from 40 heads. No. You get to choose. We from, get to like, choose from six if we're lucky. Five or six. So, bi-monthly, tri-monthly. They usually take a, a break during um, the winter months for the holidays. Probably take a break during Golden Week uh, for the holidays in Japan. Um, they give uh, usually two, one or two body sculpts um, an option, including like two categories, right? Like, an, like SD they'll 13. offer SD thirteen and MSD, right. or they'll offer SDGR, which is the boys that they have now replaced things with. We'll mention what's that's happened um, shortly, and SD sixteen together. And as a side note about the SD sixteen, we did get up like full choice service. Like, ability to grab them first. Yes, which was interesting. We actually got that opportunity before Japan. Granted, um, it yeah. kind of sounds like that the SD-16 from the stories we've read um, from, I think it was Pat Henry from Fashion Doll Quarterly, um, and the FIT, um, Fashion Institute of Technology, uh, it sounds like folks designed the SD-16 ladies a lot with uh, Western aesthetics and Western collectors in mind. Oh, absolutely. You look even at just the way their bodies are formed, and there's a little bit of that Barbian 
<laughs> Barbie esque um, fashion doll feeling to their proportions, especially like the way the waist is reduced significantly so that high fashion clothes look because there's bulk in them and doll size because doll proportions. Like, there's very much that mentality, like fashion doll mentality in them. Yes. And they were only available very rarely as a limited edition doll, which is something that they make for, like, you do a pre-order period that's never made again. And for the Americans, and that's not quite a correct term, for the USA people, uh, they released the released options and the ability to do full-choice system things with SD-16 very, very early. Before Japan. And... Um- and Japan did get a limited order period, but it's not ongoing. I don't know if they'll do another limited order period. So it's like... I'm it sure just... they'll do it periodically because Amy Ayase, she always comes up somehow, was very, very popular when they were, like, like it was, like, for certain collectors, that is a very, a doll they're very interested in. Yes, but for the full choice system SD16s, she was never off- offered. It's just been the gemstone heads and a select few of the other um, uh, full custom service only heads. Yeah, I think they're having an issue with proportions with the SD16 body because throughout the S- the the MSDs have their own heads and sizes cuz they're small and they're aiming for a younger look anyway. But the SD13, SD10, SDGR, SDG 60 centimeters he- size they all can share heads more or less. Some heads are bigger than others, and you kind of want to look at them. It, but what is nice about Full Choice System in Japan is you can look at every single head in person, because they have them all there. Yes, and they have um, little busts they bring out where you can sit the head on the bus so you can kind of see the proportions that way. Um, yeah, but the SD16 is so big a body that proportionally, I don't know if they like the idea of trying to let people use heads that might head. not... Yeah. And especially in an online choice situation where we only have photos to go off of, there's a reason why the online choice, full choice system is so limited. Where we only have, like, six heads per size range, and two of which tend to switch out with, like, a very limited pool, and that... The face-up, for example, you can choose a vivid makeup or a natural makeup, but you can't give any details. Right. They're trying very hard to curate what us as customers are able to do because no. to, to control it, I think, so that we don't end up with a potentially awkward product. Now, noted, this is actually the first time that you can omit things from your uh, FCS orders to save money. Um, so you can... Yeah, there's always, like, this, the special things that you can ask for, like, seam removal and the suading. You can always That's add That's been those optional on. things you can add on, but there was a certain base package that you couldn't say, nah, take the wig off, it'll save me some money. Actually, um, wigs, umukai outfits, um, are completely not even an option for online FCS. But oh, that's right. I forgot about that. More notably, this is the first time you can save money by not getting a face-up. You save, that's I think right. it's $110. It is, oh, you're right. It is like the only time they will sell you something like this without a face-up on it. Other than the school heads. And that's this is it. Um, now, this has actually made a lot of people happy because maybe your face-up 
aesthetic, your doll aesthetic, doesn't match the painting aesthetic that folks does, or it's hard to describe, and it's easier like... to work within your language. But I think that sort of implies that at least evokes at least the nature of the U.S. or like English-speaking, even broader groups are seen as people who are more particular. Um, I don't know if it's more particular, but uh, but I think it was particularly because they were removing the option to give people a way to describe exactly what they wanted. And yeah. then they gave two other options. It gave them an an option to save money and then get exactly what they wanted with that $110 that they saved by a, a local, yeah. well, or not so local, however far you're comfortable with shipping customizer. Um, so uh, another thing that's unique about uh, online FCS is it's the only other time that, it's the only time that ebony skin, which is a skin tone darker than sunlight, has been available to FCS. Uh, normally, you have your white skin tone, your normal skin tone, and sunlight. Sunlight used to be exclusive to just Tenchi no Sato. I think it might also be available at Mato now, but I'm not sure. I think it's. I think so, these days Sato and Mato are pretty in step with each other about what options they are offering. Kind of, sort of. Um, and I had like, like not completely. Thermal. Yeah. More than Mato still has more than any Sumika will ever have. Right. But Ma like Sato is like the mother load of special choices. Yes. Um. For example, I think only Sato allows you to buy the SD gender neutral body. Yes, the Tenshi bodies. Um. So similar to the movie Dogma, they don't have genitals. <laughs> and depending on who's listening to us that's either a reference you get or a reference you don't get and if you don't get the reference go watch the movie dogma um, it you will thank us yes it's a good time it is um so alan rickman is in it and alan rickman is the voice of god and i tell you i'm okay with that yeah he had a really good voice he yeah it was a, he's a great he does a great job in that movie yeah. um anyway that so, aside um so, yeah motto and sato are special and online fcs exists but kind of has you get we get some things we don't like we me and becca being america uh, usa dwelling individuals we get some things other people don't get but it's very very limited in all the other ways that might make someone like me frustrated sad. yeah um <laughs> So let's talk a little bit about how full custom service, full, damn it, FCS has changed. <laughs> By the end of this episode, you listeners will be able to tell us how we figured out how to do this or not. <laughs> um, oh, um, how this has changed a little. Um, obviously, notably, they, they changed all the head sculpts once and renumbered them all. Um, I think one of the most popular was i think the uh 29 became oh let's see 29 became f17 i think you'll you'll see that one a lot or you used to see that yeah. one a lot that oh speaking of like retiring skulls earlier we mentioned skulls with removable ears aren't those skulls retired now um a few of them are that is for the uh um, mini super dolphy um, dolls and uh, the, oh. there was originally basically I think it was it was three dolls um, 
Nasia, Sinsha, and Nisha. Um, Sinsha, Nisha, Nisha. Okay, so Nasia, as you can kind of hear, Nya, if you're familiar with Japanese language, she was the one with the cat ears. And then there is Sinsha and Nisha, who had the, let's see, I think it was the wing ears. And I think the last one that they released as limiteds was the robot ears. Uh, those ones are now discontinued, but they have since introduced, um, let's see, um, SD size heads that I thought were. Yeah, they're still available. Um, oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, the, the MSD 21 and 22, and I think it was. They're 16. all in a line together. There's one that looks um, a little bit more male-like. Oh, yeah, the F13. Um, they all wear the the elf ears. Removable ears. Just released, uh, I think, last year. F49 um, also wears the elf ears for the mini <gasps> super doll. Really? I had missed that. She's super cute. Um, oh, gosh. Okay, so and, then the, and um, I remember, I remember when they first came out with the ear replacement thing, and they're like, "Look at this big new feature!" Because this is the period when we didn't have a lot of fantasy style right. pointed ears, vampire things available in the doll hobby. So when it did appear, everyone's like, "I need these ears!" But nowadays, we have so many that have them. Yes. It was like a very brief period of folks going, "Look at this new cool thing!" And they never, they haven't like truly followed up on that 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 particular well, function. So- to go to go a little on this on option option parts, um, the F twenty nine, F thirty, and F thirty one for the Super Dolphy also have the elf ears. But uh, when the way back in two thousand one, when the smaller elves were introduced, the MSD elves, and then I think two thousand and eight circa when the SD ones were released, uh, I think at that time you were still only able to order. One of each option part. So you got one set of hands. Yeah. The set of hands you, that you received. You couldn't buy extra, for example. One set of feet. You chose one and you were stuck with it. One set of hands, one set of feet, one set of ears in this case. Nowadays, yeah. you can pay extra to have an extra wig, extra ears, extra hands, extra feet. Uh, in the case of the SD16 girls, extra legs because they... Uh, when you buy the limited version of the SD16 girls, it comes with the two legs, but for whatever reason, they made an, an option, I guess, so if people wanted to jump in at a lower price point, they could. I think I was pricing out, like, everything together, and it definitely came in over a thousand US dollars. Goodness. So, that's one thing that changed in the services. Once upon a time, you used to have the option for face-up to click, uh, well, not click, to give, say, do a natural face-up or do an urban face-up. People oh, were, that's right. I think people were discontent with the results they were getting, so Volks eliminated that, essentially only leaving the option for a custom face-up or no face-up, uh, which didn't save you money. You just got it without any paint on it. Yeah. Um, what kips, other things have changed over the years, Becca? Uh, kips were introduced. That was another thing that changed. Um, uh, kips are um, silicone discs with a hole in the middle that washers, can be placed... Yeah. Basically like silicone washers that can be put between in the joints instead of going through the process of suading something, you slide the kip in, which is a little bit more straightforward, and it does the same function of adding gentle friction to help you with posing. The problem with kips, because they're not attached to anything, and they're 
thin pieces of silicone, which are very flexible, they can sometimes get sucked in inside joints, yeah. and it's not as con- sometimes it doesn't work as well, or it's not quite as convenient in the long run as suading something. Yes, um, it doesn't now, have the same cachet. Nowadays, they include those in the basic version of your F. Uh, FCS. So if you get it, you're getting a set of kips. Um, That's right. It used to be an option, and now it's default. Right. That being said, you can go for the upgraded option of pill versus suading, uh, which they will install for you. Um, and that's the suading they're talking about when you're looking at the the U.S. online full choice system options. Yes. Um, it's actual suading. I was confused about this actually when I was doing some research. I'm like, what? Are they, they swayed them? <laughs> because apparently I hadn't been aware of it at one point. Yeah. But apparently they do. And I'm really glad they do. But it is, it's, it's not a significant amount more. If I, I think it's like 50, 30, 30, 50 dollars yeah. to have swaying, which but, is about what you would pay a customizer to do it if you didn't want to do um, it yourself. Maybe, so. maybe even less depending, um. <laughs> yeah. Depending on shipping and everything all, once you add everything up in the end. Yeah, it's cheaper um, to just do it in the beginning, as, as yeah. well as seam removal and things like that, unless you're really going to yeah. do it yourself. Um, uh, There's other things that have changed over time, such as what bodies are available, what yes. parts are available, because we're moving into a stage of Volks where they're starting to discontinue sculpts, like, body, I'm talking about body types, like, full bodies that they've yes. had for a long time, but they've been changing their aesthetic and sort of meeting a demand for greater um, jointing um, movement in the hobby. So, for example, recently, the SD-13 boy, which yes. is a very specific type of boy, was officially retired completely from all of Volks, and they now only offer the SDGR body. Yes. Initially, they made it so that the SD-13 boys could only be available at Tenshi no uh, Sato, and then they retired it completely. Now, currently, we have the MSD body, as opposed to the Super Dolphy Midi body, which is available, once again, only at Sato. Judging by this trend, I'm betting probably within a year or two, that one will be completely retired and gone. Yeah, I think right now Volks is in this period where they're updating all their lines one by one. Yes. And I think once the meaty... And, like, we'll, we see this pattern in Volks where they're trying out new ways of jointing and ways of making their dolls in their limited editions, which have a guaranteed sort of sell point by being a limited edition. They test out new skins. They test out new heads. They test out new jointing systems in their limited editions and want limited editions that they sell because it's like it's a small batch and it's pretty guaranteed to sell most of the time because of the nature of a limited edition. But when it comes to the full choice system, which is like their main bread and butter way you can access their dolls outside of a limited edition beat out everybody through luck situation they when they see that it they they're satisfied with like where they're at with something it moves into full choice system uh for example and, we have yeah. the um they they just introduced i think last year a new boy body which i think is a little slimmer on the stomach looks a little less boyish um they now have the sd10 sd13 double jointed arms um i think that's SD for the girls, they've taken basically the arms from SDGR girls. A5 and A6. 
Um, actually, it wasn't SDGR. They first introduced it with, I think it was a limited edition anniversary style of Weaselette and... Oh, I'm forgetting. Oh, yeah. It was first introduced on an SD body with Lizalette and her companion doll right. that came out at that time, who, whose name I don't quite remember at the moment. Yeah, it might and have been... And then it moved, mysteriously enough, into full choice system. Yeah, I think you were right in saying that the double joint on the females might have been introduced first in the SDGR bodies. I think um, that's and... how that worked, and then they moved it. Yes, not to say that it didn't exist on the smaller scale on Super Dolphy, ah, Super Dolphy Meaty and um, Super Dolphy Cute. I believe. Yeah, SD cute and SD meaty. Um, um, but we're seeing that movement now. Like, meaty has been out in the market, and they've given people plenty of time. If you like the SD MSD aesthetic, go for it. The meaty is also, like, an update on their body where the aesthetics are a little different and the joints are very different. So they're slowly replacing their lines. But I'm waiting for when they're going to finally retire SD-13. I heard... That the SDGR girls, uh, via a, a Volks fan group on Facebook, is hard to manufacture. So really? I'm not sure if they're going to do that or not. Of course, this is all Because they've really side. held off. Like, SDGR was, like, when it was in, from when it was introduced to when it became, like, released frequently and things like that. Wasn't too long a timeline. And the SD. GR girls have existed, if not longer than the SDGR boys. No, I think or at least about the same amount of time. No, but the, girls the fact came a that they're later, hard to yeah. make that would yeah. explain a lot about why they've been holding off on them so strongly um, when they're like moving forward with the others. Uh, so other things they've introduced recently, stylistically changing um, the SD. Well, SDGR is now there instead of the uh, SD13 boy. We already mentioned that. But for the um, for the SD10 boys, we now have I think it's AO AO6 and AO7, something like that. Arm six, arm seven. The the letter designates the part that is going on. Hands are H, feet are F, heads are um, heads are F for face. Um, and they now have a uh, a long kind of boy arm and then they have an arm that's more like uh, muscular so once again a little bit more toned <laughs> they also have those options with the gr boys which i think is where it started yes so you they... have like a normal arm and then an arm where someone has tensed it a little bit and has a little bit of muscle looking to it <laughs> muscle. a little bit of muscle and um, the the SD thirteens, the old this is the older stuff. I, we were throwing around a lot of terms here that we haven't entirely defined, but keep on with keep up with this. Um, they've had leg options where in the initial sort of testing the waters with full choice system that Volks did to see if the customer base wants us like to respond to the customer base wanting a slightly more mature looking doll, which is something they have like dug in their heels about aesthetically for a long time until they started to give into it. Yeah. was that you could choose legs that were one set of legs were longer than the other and that would give her a little bit more height in a doll that was intended to be a little bit less mature sort of preteen teen girl yeah. and would give you that little extra length and height that would make her seem a little bit more mature um which i think the arms are kind of like in that same mindset of like a less mature more mature yeah, trying to cater basically what happened there is because it's full uh 
full choice system, looking at my notes. Um, <laughs> we're going to get it eventually. Um, the Basically, the arms and legs for SD10s and SD13 girls and SD10 um, boys are all compatible, so they can be interchangeable. So the arms, hands, legs are all interchangeable. And that's the reason why you can order the slightly longer one, because essentially for, you're just ordering the SD13 default for your I SD10 see. body. Um, so that's what was happening yeah. there. Um, and I think that's an the... interesting thing about Volks in terms just of mild tangent or something. I've always thought about Volks and their way they do things. Most of their companies, that sense of interchangeability, like being able to take a masculine head for, like in Volks, their sculpts might be vaguely intended for a specifically gendered body, but they are completely interchangeable within their size range between the boy end and the girl end. Yes. In terms of neck. Most, for the most part, sometimes they'll fit a little better, a little worse, but they, they've since developed them since, so that they're pretty interchangeable. Um, Which I don't think any other company has really matched other than Fairyland. Yeah. Um, and for me, this is a big system. deal because I really like switching gendered heads with bodies. That's something I get into aesthetically. I like a masculine head on a female body. I like a female head on a masculine body. That's just what I like the look of. Which is part of why I really want a Volks doll because they let me do that without having to go into weirdo changing things around land. So uh, for this uh, th this section, which I'm going to say... Uh, the best option for you is to go to ninobingo.com forward slash Neo Angel Den, capitalizing <gasps> Neo. We're splitting out Angel the name of the website. And then Den. Oh my gosh. I, I'm going to create a link to the front page as well, of course. Um, by the time this is released, uh, most of the head sculpts uh, will have their full pages and everything. There might be some little cleanup work that I have to do. Um, there may or may not be some inaccuracies in dates and whatnot because I am a one-man research team. If there's anything wrong or something that you would like added, email us. Um, but the point of this conversation is, if you look at the 60 centimeter section and look at the head molds that are there, the head molds used to be very round, very large eyes, very small lips. From there, uh, contemporarily, so everything from... Basically, when um, Cassell uh, stopped updating around 2012, 2013 till now, we now that have... That being the original owner of Angel Den, for yes. those who don't know. Now we have smaller eyes, larger lips, um, less round faces, for the most part. And it tends to be when we get those, something closer to the original proportions uh for example i know i have one around here somewhere um i'm looking at the page right now there was one introduced recently um yes the sdf 69 when we tend to get the more i will say anime aesthetic um accentuated look it tends to be really far on that spectrum spectrum and the more of them tend to be on the uh, more natural proportion I say this with a grain of salt because as far as our dolls are concerned they're never quite normal proportion faces if you're really looking at if house tries well 
Hippopotamus <laughs> is closer, but I mean, uh, specifically for Volks's. Volks, yes. They never, they have a certain, there is an aesthetic that runs through the company, but there is a very distinct progression over time where they've moved away from a little bit more simplified, large-eyed, like, anime-evoking face to yeah. a more subtle, naturalized version of that to also combining that with giving options of much more mature faces yes. and you can almost see in a timeline that the the response like them reacting to hobbyist demands for different aesthetics over time yes it's really cool as you kind of look down the page because it's basically all these are released in sequence so you can kind of literally see the change of the demands of the hobby over time as you go from one to 73 which is pretty cool. Um, and I think that's very much reflected in how we started out with Volks' options being female, young girl, sort of what you think of when you think of a porcelain doll kind of like body type and aesthetic aim. And Volks trying very hard to distance itself from, at the time, very controversial things happening in otaku culture and the sexualization of young women and um, anime and things like that. Because at that time, in the news, it was not, in Japan, it was not a very complimentary thing to want to be associated with. So Volks was very distinctly, like, separating that doll hobby from that news item very strongly. But over time... We get boys introduced, and then we get a slightly more mature girl and a slightly more mature boy, and then we get the SD-17 and the FD SDGR, which are very mature boys, and the SD-17s, they backed off on the too mature boy because he was too big, and now we have the SD-16s, which is a woman, not a girl anymore. And even the and... super dolphy meaties, they have more of a, they have more hips now than the, uh, the mini super dolphies used to. And we've now graduated to the point where in some of the official pictures that they have given out, I remember for the SDF-71 in particular, uh, I think I sent this image to you because it was right down your, your lane. He was dressed in uh, wafuku and in um, Japanese clothing. Um, and he kind of looked right out of a BL boy love manga. Um, <laughs> they're like... Well, the Reznor business, from the very beginning of Volk's Elfering Boys, which was initially as limited editions, and Reznor and that whole... It's very pertinent right now to talk about Reznor and the silver coin story that Volk's does, because they're re-releasing Reznor and um, other characters from that story on S the more mature SDGR bodies. Yes, and in fact, uh, they released this lovely little chart uh, involving the relations of all the people in the story, and some people are jazzed up because they're... They uh, released the names and like face shots of some picture people dolls that didn't exist before, so people are like super excited. Um, this is this is a storyline people are very invested in. <laughs> so another thing that they have updated over time is the welcoming outfits. Um, they started out very simple, um, then they started getting into wafuku, into Japanese traditional clothing or things inspired by it, uh, almost wa loli in a sense, and. Uh, now we've gotten into, I think the current one um, has like red velvet, looks very um, Edwardian, like yeah. Victorian inspired and red yeah. deep color, very oh, pretty. Man, I've, it's going to be so hard to do, but I what I really want 
and because they have such so many of them, is, like, trying to get a chart of limiteds that they've done and, like, the stories they're attached to. Because you can also really see, like, popular culture, fashion style interests through that as well. Well, Lindsay, there's this whole other section of this angel then that was not recreated yet. Um, I know. It, it's so hard, though. Well, I did this one. You can do that one. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see if I feel like digging into the Japanese internet and see if Japanese internet has any of this information anywhere. But there's a distinct thing that you can see, like, folks reacting to this sort of small hobbies interest because they're a business trying to make money and things like that. And I think also developing the Dolphy Dream, which allows you, which is a more very, like, full-on into the anime pool dull yes. aesthetic that they do like crossovers with different properties and stuff like that now that they have that section is it just me or have we we used to see like super dolphy as in the resin girls and boys and otherwise um bodied um dolphy like they used to do a lot more like crossover with like popular properties, and I think all of that has shifted over almost completely to the Dolphy Dreams and what they do with them. Not completely. Uh, recently, we had what was it? Blackjack was. Oh yeah, the Blackjack thing. We did have uh, Devil Man and Cyborg zero zero nine. A little less recently. But you are correct in that most of the properties are going to the Dolphy Dreams. But it's also important to note yeah. this: just because you're seeing not seeing it in the states doesn't mean it's not happening. Because, this is true because licensing agreements can be funny. Um, so, though I mean, like often the hobby will talk about them if they're releasing, because in the Volks magazine is when they announce them. And yes, Volks people news. get that. Um, yes, but. And that is also a reminder to us, someday we might want to talk about the very specific things about Dolphy Dream, which works completely differently. Well, I mean, we did have the whole episode on 60-centimeter uh, vinyl dolls. But the way you buy a Dolphy Dream is, to me, very interesting. Oh, you mean, like, li the limited ones? Like, the, the normal ones. Like, oh. there is no full-choice system for Dolphy Dream. You Not... Might. You buy it piecemeal. You buy the parts, and you buy it... You can buy a full body, but you can also buy all the parts very specifically piecemeal. And if you want specific heads that aren't, like, the standard heads, they do very limited, very targeted ordering periods for those, where you have to, like, pre-order them, and then they come in. I think we covered most of that, other than those limited heads in the other episode. Oh, um, well, that's good. Never yes. mind. I don't have a good memory, folks. Uh, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> Um, we have enough episodes that I can forget what we've talked about. Um, so my last thing of note is uh, last year, uh, Volks released um, the Full Choice Handbook 2016. Um, it covers some of the history, how and where to order. Like, it has about yeah. two pic pictures per head where the head is painted and then a third picture where it's unpainted. And then it has specific examples of some dolls fully done up, which has, like, one head-to-toe shot and two or three uh, face shots of specific Don't they dolls. also sometimes show, like, if you liked this limited head, here's this full-choice head, and here's a way you can paint it to look an awful lot like this full, this limited head. Yes, yes. Yeah, they did that. They totally did that. Um, which I think is a direct response to recasting, personally. But. Well, also, it's just uh, a lot of the sculpts they did. In fact, my... F 
Mini Super Dolphy F21 was said to be very similar in look to the Super Dolphy Cute, I believe, uh, right now. Yeah. And I, I think they're distinctly. Yeah. I actually requested, requested uh, her eyebrows to be similar. Like, you can do things like yeah. that when you're ordering. So, um, but there's distinctly, like, I think, as it's just a very brief tangent, I think a lot of their most recent has they've been releasing have been very intentionally the same as some of their most popular limiteds, but changed a bit so that you don't devalue the limited. Right, right. That's my um, two cents. So it's important to note that sometimes the, uh, a lot of the ones that are um, standard models get put into the FCS. When um, they get retired. Actually, usually before, because you might not want to buy it with in that skin tone. Uh, oh, that's true. That is true. That it. happened with the recent standard girls. You might not want to buy it on that body. You yes. might want to have a different face-up painted on it. Um, true, true. Uh, and then eventually they become uh, FCS only, and then eventually they become discontinued. Seems to be yeah. the cycle for standards. Um, and uh, it seems to be like this odd cycle of uh, introduced as standard, introduced to FCS, um, with or without that standard, but introduced to FCS as Sato only. Uh, usually if they're standards, they're introduced everywhere, um, yeah. just initially. Then they're made available to all Sumikas, and then sometimes they are or are not uh, brought to only Sato only before they're discontinued. Seems to be the cycle that I'm noticing as I'm researching for yeah. Neo Angel Den. Um, Everyone should visit and tell us what we got and what we got wrong and what we got right, and if you have any information to update it with, you should totally tell us. So... <laughs> Um, can you think of anything more about full custom service to cover? I think the main interesting thing about it, we've gone over a lot of like how what part it plays in what Volks is trying to do with their business and their image. And unfortunately, these days, it's very inaccessible to anyone outside of Japan. Yeah. But if you're interested in it, I think the best, second best way to sort of get into it is look the i think the book isn't too expensive you can buy it off of the usa um, volks website online website is to get the the full choice system guide it's they're beautiful to look at if it's something that you're interested in and the only real way to access these guys is um you can um volks does the usa full choice system but if you look on look into the process of bidding on Yahoo Japan or secondary on the second hand um, uh, market, you can find people buying and selling the bodies and the heads and they'll buy a body and then they'll sell the head because they have another head and things like that because bodies get updated and people sometimes want the newer jointing. Right. There's ways to, on the second hand market, to access these things, especially if you go to Mandarake, which is um, just Google it. It'll come up, which is a large secondhand store in Japan that often runs with a lot of secondhand Volks doll stuff, and just sort of figure out what the what you're looking for. Look for Volks. There are ways to access them, but unless you live in Japan with a valid address or you have a friend who does, and that kind of thing, and you're going to be there for at least three months, that's really the only way you can unfortunately access it this way, except for through the limited USA only. Um, online full choice system, which is unfortunately not open to anyone who does not live within the continental U.S. Yes, they IP block it during order periods, um, so that only people within, I think it's 
Canada, North America, and uh, uh, Mexico are able to access it. Um, yeah. So they do an IP block. So if you want to know more about uh, Volk's uh, full choice system, uh, you can visit ningyobingo.com. If you have any questions about it, uh, you can email us at ningyobingo, N-I-N-G-Y-O, B-I-N-G-O at gmail.com um, in addition you can always follow the podcast I believe on Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes um, and I think uh, oh yeah and check us out on Facebook as well um, Facebook and Blogger I think that's all of our wonderful sites so as you plan all of your wonderful wonderful FCS. I'm not even going to say FCS uh, dolls. (laughs) Remember to keep a budget. And keep collecting dolls. We did that backwards. (laughs) We did. That's fine. It's the 13th episode. Something has to go wrong. Right. So, (laughs) So have a good time, guys. Enjoy the website. It should be up by the first. And Becca's worked so hard on it. Please take a look at it. Let us know what you think. You can always email us or leave a message on Facebook or anywhere else that you can find us. We'd happily answer any questions you have. Um, we are always delighted to get a bit of news from somebody. And if you could leave a review on any of those websites where our, pi- where our podcast lives, it helps other people find our podcast. So we're hoping to hear from you because we're doing it for you, not just ourselves. That's a nice excuse. Yes. So, <laughs> once again... Remember to keep on collecting dolls. But keep a budget. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) 